Hey guys, it's me. I'm back. Um, I'm really excited because I've got another special guest. Um, you may remember her from before. It's Olive. Hi, Olive. Hi. Okay, thank you for being on the show today. I'm so excited because <laughs> we're going to be talking about performances that missed award season. Um, so you love, I mean, I love award season, but I think you're actually like better at talking <laughs> about it. You know more about it. I feel like you're actually a proper fan. Yeah, I follow award season very closely and I know so much about it. And I have to be I have to be careful. I'm like, I have to be careful about what I say on this podcast because, you know, I don't want to um, piss off the academy (laughs) and like ruin my chances one day. Like if it gets out, then they'll like they'll bring this up and it will be like it'll be embarrassing. Yeah, the academy's going to be like, remember when you said this? (laughs) (laughs) Fully. Okay, so. First of all, you know more about this than I do, so I'm just, just going to be firing questions at you and learning myself um, about award season. Okay, so first of all, what is award season? So award season is uh, a couple months at the beginning of the year where all the award ceremonies, mainly for movies, happen. There are a couple uh, ones that are a mix of movies and TV, but it's it's mainly movies, and uh, I mean, there's lots of different ones that happen. There's there's critic circles. Um, there's there's lots of little ones, but I'd say that the big, the big five, I guess, are uh, the Golden Globes, the SAGs, the BAFTAs, the Oscars, and there's also the Critics Choice Awards. But they're not as that they're not as big as the other. But that's what people consider to be the big five. I also really like the Gotham Awards and the Independent Spirit Awards because they tend to. Um, acknowledge smaller movies movies that maybe miss out on the on the big award season stuff so I like to pay attention to those as well but yeah so it's it's kind of a period of a couple of months it's been stre- stretched out a lot this year because of coronavirus we probably would have already had the SAGs and the Golden Globes uh, but they've been delayed a bit this year but it's all happening the Globes are on the first on the first of March oh my gosh um so would you say is BAFTA like the BAFTAs? Are they big? Are they part of the big five? Yes, definitely. They they uh yeah, they represent over here. Obviously, they they happen at the Royal Albert Hall. I did once I was I was like around while they were happening once, so I like I had a tinker and had a little oh look gosh. around and it was it was amazing. <laughs> you have to get like tickets to actually stay. wraps and stuff but I kind of like stood at the edge and I watched people oh arrive in cars gosh, and it was cool. I feel like you've done so many cool things <laughs> in general okay so my <laughs> next question is right well this comes from um a quote I saw on medium.com um and it said that awards shows are there mm-hmm. to sell advertisements and make a profit filmmakers and actors use award shows to help market their work and propel their careers forward Everybody uses each other to further their agenda. And so most everybody wins in a sense. So what do you, do you, first of all, do you think this is true? And what do you think the purpose of award season is? I do think that's true. I think like, it's not like the whole picture. I, I think at least some of it is, is for merit. I definitely think the, the smaller awards, like, like makeup and hairstyling and production design, they, they get by on, on merit, but the big ones, like the acting ones and, and directing and writing they tend to be a bit more like you know who's who's done who's put the most money in advertising it can it can be sometimes it's not it's not always the case um but it, it does it does get that way sometimes so it's, it's kind of a mix like it's 
it's it's a bit of merit and it's and it's a bit on um you know what gets pushed I think the important thing when it comes to award season is that the studios that own these films they select a few that they want to push and that means that sometimes movies that get uh, released that year miss out so I think for example uh last year A24 is one of my favorite studios they do some great stuff um yeah, they they're great. Uh, so last year they didn't do a big push on Midsummer, but they did do a big push on Uncut Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, I don't think actually got anywhere, but like they also produced uh, Lady Bird in Moonlight, and they pushed those quite big in awards season. But it just depends on yeah. what studios want to put their money behind. Uh, you know, they take a look at how things are received at festivals, what chances they think they have um, amongst the other stuff that's getting pushed by other studios. So, well, you know, honestly, it is a bit political, like but my God, is it fun. <laughs> I've been watching, like, you know, certain award shows for years, and in the back of your mind, you do think this is like a capitalist scheme, the pit of, of capitalism in the entertainment mm, industry. Mm. But you just don't think about it when you're watching it. Like, it's definitely in the back of, um, you know, your mind. So do you think, yeah. then, here's another question, do you think then that public reaction and um, the public openly supporting films is like a a big thing or like an important thing not necessarily because like if you're talking about like blockbusters they don't tend to get nominated outside like um like visual effects and and score score they get quite a lot of um, nominations i know star wars tends to get a score nomination every year um so it's not necessarily about what sells it tends to be more about critics opinions i think um because an interesting thing that happens with the with movies every year is sometimes you think they're going to be award contenders based on how they're advertised and then they get released and the critics don't like it and that ruins their chances and it happens a lot with with acting I, i take the example of i think it was two years ago when everyone thought it was Glenn Close's year because Glenn Close has been nominated like seven times. She's like this acting veteran. She was winning all the other awards up to the Oscars and then she lost the Oscar to Olivia Colman. And it's because the movie she was in was very good. I I remember when she won, I was so happy, but I don't ever think about the the politics of it all, Mm. but there's definitely the critics, like I think this is probably their favourite time of the year. Like they have all the power. Okay, so mm. which award shows? Yeah, definitely, I know you definitely. mentioned a few at the start, but which ones are your favourite and why? Yeah. I mean, I love the Oscars. Mm. The Oscars is like, you know, it's the last one in, in the circle. You know, every, everyone else is like basing their predictions on what people have won so far. And it's just, it's the biggest one. It's, it's the mm-hmm. one that people put the most merit behind, you know. I just honestly it's my favorite night of the year <laughs> it's just so thrilling but I do love I, I don't tend to watch and I, I went I watched the BAFTAs I watched the Oscars I missed the got the Globes and the SAGs in recent years just because I was sleeping <laughs> but um and I do I do uh follow what happens at the Independent Spirit Awards because like I say they, they just they nominate the stuff that doesn't necessarily get um, pushed and, and ad- yeah, advertising that. and backing and I think and it's stuff important like as well that. to have the variety. Like, if it was all just the, the big films with big budgets, I think it would be an, an issue. Okay, so, right, mm. so I read this from an article. So there's plenty of British interest this year. Um, 
including Olivia Coleman, Riz Ahmed mm. for Sound of Metal, Gary Oldman, um, J.D. Comer, Dev Patel, uh, Daniel Kalia, and more. Um, yeah, then also I read that James Corden also featured for his divisive performance in the prom, which I watched. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no comment. <laughs> have British actors always been recognised in award seasons, especially by the Big Five, or is this like a new development bar the BAFTA? I mean, British talent has always been recognised, mm. but what we're seeing lately is diverse British talent getting recognised. Like it, it was always, you know, the Emma Thompsons and, and the Gary Oldmans and, and people like that. But yeah. but now we're seeing, you know, we're seeing Riz Ahmed and, and we're seeing Daniel. Um, yeah. Daniel and and Dev. You know, we're seeing all these wonderful actors who, yes. you know, we've seen exactly. in our industry in years, but they're finally getting their big break um, in, in the States and they're finally getting recognised. And I really love to see that. I will say that the BAFTAs every year <laughs> always course. tend to be British biased. There will always be like one or two like British nominees. Oh my gosh, I've noticed that. Even when I was little, I've noticed ceremony. that like, there'll be like one or two people that aren't in any other like award show but the BAFTA. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now yeah. focusing on performances that missed award seasons. Um, first question though are films or shows which are not nominated for these mm. awards, are they still considered good? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, it like only a select few kind of get pushed yeah. by the studios based on what they think their chances are, based on and that's based on what other studios are pushing as well. So it's it's uh, the biggest thing about award season. Like it's fun, but you should never take it as oh, like a marker yeah, of, of what's good or not. Yeah, like at the end of the day, it's kind of just a bit of fun because. Yeah. I mean, art's art's subjective, isn't it? So we can't we can't really say like what's mm. best. We can say what's what's very very good, and <laughs> yeah. we can usually say what's what's very very bad as well. Um, but um, no, it was, yeah, they still, uh, just are they still considered the as question? good, even if they aren't nominated? But I think, yeah, I mean, if I mean this year, I definitely definitely made me think that you know five slots no, per award is not a lot. No. It's not a lot at all, especially when it comes to TV these days. So, there's so much. Well. I mean, there's so much bad today. There's also there's so much. So yeah, there's so much. I mean, we're really like people say we're in the golden age of television. It, it kind of started around Sopranos and was yeah. built with like yeah. Breaking Bad and, and Mad Men and. Um, you know, and it's just kind of grown from there. I mean, I used to be the person who watched oh, all the TV shows. I was like, I've seen every show. <laughs> but lately, people have been saying, have you seen yeah, this? I've seen no, because I'm okay. watching like so three other next shows. Next question. What films um, and or performances or, or TV shows as well didn't get a nomination or nominations for award season um, this year, specific awards or like the entire um, branch, mm-hmm. but should have? Um, well, I don't tend to pay much attention to the TV as much as I do the film, but like we'd be yes. remiss if we didn't mention I made a story you're not getting nominated. <laughs> like that was a total mess. But the Golden Globes, yes. the Golden Globes are weird. <laughs> it's this is why I didn't get like too mad because with the Golden Globes, you have to kind of keep in mind that every year <laughs> they just do something okay. really fucking weird. Sorry for swearing. <laughs> they just they're, like. Uh, 
like I saw a tweet like a couple years ago that kind of sums it up that was kind of like every year the something wins at the Golden Globes that like no one has seen so you like can't get mad that they win because you don't know whether it was good or not and that's what happens like every year usually in the comedy category so with yeah with the Golden Globes you've got to kind of like give a bit of leeway because um I think I, I'm not really, I'm not 100% sure how the voting works with Golden Globes. I'm not as familiar it, it, with from, it. You need but right, I think it's, it's only actually. like 80 people. Or... It's 90, yeah. And it's, yes. and it's all, you know, it's, it's, yeah. the, it's the, all the Hollywood elites. And yeah, Let's it's very, <laughs> do you know what I'm not going to okay, say? Okay, so before next I get myself in trouble. Is, um, <laughs> do you think award season is still relevant or has it lost any, you know, appeal um, over the years? Um, I mean, I've only been really into mm-hmm. award season like the past five years. And the past like the past two years I've taken it really seriously. Mm-hmm. I've like watched everything that's been nominated at the Oscars. Um but I'm not I'm not sure. I think it's a I think it's a mm. I don't know. I think the question is I, I don't I don't know really. I think definitely <laughs> I think you know what I think it is a sure. hard question <laughs> because I don't know. I think there's many factors. Like, I don't know. I thought that is. I think that also. Mm. I don't know. I don't even know. Was, I don't know why I asked that question. Um, I think it. I think it has <laughs> though lost its appeal. I think over the years slightly, but I just think it's because maybe it's the change in technology. Maybe it's the change of interest. Like people are still watching films. You know, maybe they're not going to the cinemas more, but they're still watching films. But maybe they don't. They just don't care too much about watching the people in those films get awards for being or making those films. Being in, yeah, maybe. I'm just because I'm so yeah, in my bubble that I take it so seriously every year <laughs> that I that I'm not sure what you. the like. But also, I want to say, I think it's a such like a massive feat to watch everything that's on the Oscars mm-hmm. nomination list because some of it might not be good, right? So that's quite impressive. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've done well in watching things in advance this year. So hopefully, it w- last year it was like a ju- it was such a cram because there was only like a month in between when the nominations were announced and the ceremony. Whereas usually it's like yeah, yeah. Uh, two or one and a half. It's a bit longer. <laughs> um, so I can't remember last, last year. Was last year, when... <laughs> say Blue Moon. That's so terrible. When um, Moonlight won, or was that two years ago? Oh gosh, how embarrassing for me. Moonlight was three years ago, actually. <laughs> That was yeah. crazy. That's stuff I remember. <laughs> that was a thrilling night. I cannot tell you. That was crazy. Actually, wait, was it between yeah. it was Moonlight in La La Land, that controversy? Yeah, so like La La Land was initially announced as the winner, but they got oh the cards gosh. mixed up and Moonlight even that was the actual can... winner. It's I even think that's so mad. like oh that's such mm. a terrible, terrible mistake. Anyway, like now. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I got um. What was this list? I got this from some sort of national newspaper or somewhere, or maybe a Variety magazine or something. But it was the Oscar nominations mm-hmm. for best director, um, and it was Emerald Fennel, mm-hmm. Golden Globes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, I always Golden think it's Globes, the Golden yeah. Globes. Um, it? it's Emerald Fennel yeah, yeah. who I did she play Camilla in The Crown? Yeah, I was like, oh my god, she did. Okay. Yeah, I, I hated Camilla in the club because she was really good though. But I just, yeah, but 
Maybe I should have said that. Anyway, um, she was really good at the role either way. Um, David Fincher for Mank and em- uh, Emerald Fennel was for Promising Young Woman. Regina King for One Night in Miami. Um, Aaron Sorkin yeah. for The Trial of the Chicago 7. And Chloe Zhao for Nomad Land. So how did you feel when you saw this list? Mate, <laughs> I cannot tell you the, the joy I had. Oh, the Golden Globes, like they tend to have I mean all award ceremonies yeah. have problems nominating female directors the yeah. Golden Globes have been worse yeah. than others if you think about like Greta Gerwig um who missed out on a na- nomination for Little Women last year she missed out on a nomination for for Lady Bird in uh 20, 2018 or when she did actually get an Oscar nomination for that so yeah they're not very good at nominating female directors and so they nominated three in one a year sort of compensation Or is that unfair? Um, I mean, I don't, I genuinely don't think so. I just think that the industry, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get into more of this later, I think, but the industry has been better at, mm-hmm. at pushing um, female directed yeah. films this year. Um, like, I kind of expected, I definitely expected yeah. that um, Chloe Jack would get nominated. Uh, a lot. Regina King was on a lot of people's expectation okay. list as well, but Emerald was a big surprise. I, I expected oh, she'd get nominated for screenplay because it's very well written, but directing was was a love oh, lovely surprise. It was yeah. And that's what I, I was really so, inspiring so happy to for see young that. people. Yeah, and to have all people, hundred percent. Um, yeah, and have have them like two of them are women of color as well, and that's never happened before I think I might be getting this wrong but I think yeah, only one no, woman of colour has been nominated before I'm not um I hope I hope this is you yeah. know there's um oh, well, I'm gonna get something wrong. I learned this the other day but it's a thing that um like governments have, have done in the past where they finally elect like one female either prime minister or president or something and they don't do it for like decades or mm-hmm. you know and it happens in companies and stuff as well because it's almost like they fill their quota or their token, token card tokenism, um, and then they don't yeah. ever go back to these things. Yeah. So I'm hoping this is like a, a start of something new, and not one time. I remember 2021, whenever, mm. three women, that was it. So hopefully it improves. Mm. Okay, so um, in the mm. Malcolm and Marie episode, if anyone hasn't gone and watched, I highly recommend. Um, Olive, you said that diversity behind the scenes is just as important, if not more important, as diversity on the screen. Um, and I actually went back and found the quote because I, it was in my head, but I rephrased it wrong. Um, I phrased it wrong. So I went back, I went back and found the exact quote. Um, and at that time in the Malcolm and Marie episode, um, we were speaking about like the filming process. And um, but I think it also this quote is also relevant in this case when it comes to award seasons in terms of who the nominees are for all these categories and also the people who nominate who they are as well. Um, I mean, do you think it's do you think the diversity has improved um, in terms of like nominations this year? Definitely, definitely. I've, what's important to note as well with the nomination process is the Academy and then the BAFTAs this year have like greatly uh, improved yeah. and changed their nomination process. Um, so so more there will be more diverse nominees. I mean, you saw in 2015, and in 2016, that all the Oscar nominate, uh, nominees yeah. for um, for acting were all white. 20 people, all white. 
and it it was disgraceful. And I remember there was such like an uproar about it in twenty fifteen. <laughs> like, and then care. they did it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But they but they to their credit, they um greatly like diversified their uh, voting base voting base. They um in what's, yeah, what's in, the word in in doctor yeah. doctor I don't know like when you yeah. join something um you know like hundreds hundreds more people it's much mm. much more diverse voting pool now you know um it's yeah it's a lot better than it than it was in recent years and I definitely think that's gonna yeah. contribute to to more long term change and then the BAFTAs last year they had an all white um acting categories as well yeah. and uh it was <laughs> disgraceful because like what, Real. what the hell like it's, it's 2020 um yeah and then I think I'm not sure if they would have done anything about it if, oh. if Joaquin Phoenix well didn't use his yeah. best actor speech to directly say to the BAFTAs like this is nice but I feel like I can't take this because of the the shameful you know institutional <laughs> racism in the, in the BAFTAs that's and it's clear as day but and they've mm-hmm. done I can't remember exactly what they've done I read about it the other day but they've completely flipped their their nomination mm-hmm. system so it's a I'm lot more about that though, it's actually, a lot better for was... diverse nominees I know and then actually the academy have, have changed their their process as well as what as what what um what movies are eligible um it has to fit like certain quotas but they're very like the, uh, people are mad it's about not, it it's a low bar it's, it's such it's low quite bar, a low bar like, i'm just seeing it sounds like it's better than what? but what if we do a yeah. historical movie it's not hard it's it's just difficult and i think maybe that's one good thing that bridges and definitely show yeah. is like it's not difficult if you want to if you actually want to um mm. but yeah 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 but i think because uh, what i wanted to to say was when the Oscar So White thing was happening, a lot of people were, ta- were talking about, oh, but there just like isn't a lot of movies that um, that have people of colour in. Mm. And I think the problem, that's where the problem kind of lies, is that we yes. need to like come to the source and be funding yeah. like uh, diverse talent, you know, both behind yeah. the screen and in front of the, and uh, on the screen. And, you know, we need to be, you know, funding it. We need to be casting it. We need to be, pushing it we need to be advertising it and and giving it fair just distribution and that's what will get it into the into yeah. the um into the award uh conversations and i think that's that's what we've been seeing I, this I year which is incredibly that, diverse if racism permeates every aspect of society which it does and every aspect of like the movie industry is in the making of it as well as the being mm-hmm. you know on it then i feel like also reform should go to every single section within within like the whole all of award season and the film making process as well um yeah okay so i think finally um exactly yeah i found this quote which was so crazy like literally like an hour before we were about to do this it said um stop judging art based on the applause it receives so i want to ask you what do you think of this quote i mean 100 percent. the only thing oh, you wow, should judge that. art on I, is I, whether you liked it or not definitely i mean there are movies that i love that people hate it and then there are movies that people loved that i hate it and so at the end of the day the only thing that's important is your opinion and i think i think that i definitely think with the uh oscars you know broadening their 
um, their voting base is going to make people see this a lot more. I mean, the younger generation are probably less yeah. swayed by, you know, what's being pushed, what 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 is what people are saying, like for your consideration for and more based on based on what they yeah. see and and what what affected them the most and and maybe voting more honestly than than older people who've been in the business uh, for a long yeah, time sure. and, and you know um, go yeah, through the processes I just, I just love what you said about you know whether you liked it or whether you didn't that's all you can judge judge art by I think it's so true because you know mm-hmm. no film ever comes to us like in a vacuum like all of our experience all of even like the conversation mm. you may have had like 10 minutes ago that made you mad and you go sit down and you watch a film like that all of that um it, you know changes and alters the way you see film and actually I've got a perfect example of this which is terrible but I was watching mm. Cloverfield for the first time um in my entire life um yesterday and it's very like sci-fi horror um but I was really mm. ill so like yeah, <laughs> this sounds this is actually TMI, but I was like vomiting into a bag and Cloverfield <laughs> was still playing. And because I'm so strange and dramatic, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, no. this, this actually makes up my experience of Cloverfield, so I'm not gonna like pause it. I don't know why, but like so that will always be in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what? I had a yeah, I had a similar experience when I watched um yeah. If Beale Street Could Talk. I need to watch it again <laughs> because when I saw oh. it in the cinema, I needed to pee so bad but I didn't want to move but I needed to be so bad so I was kind of like like in the last act I was like willing for it to be over because I just wanted to go to the toilet but I didn't want to miss a second so I need to watch that again where I'm not like wishing the the last act away thank you so much for being on this episode um and just educating me about you know award season I feel like I'm gonna watch more I guess, fo- like in a more focused way now, just because it all sounds really interesting. Do you have anything to add? Um, oh, I, I don't think we talked about like uh, yes, performances yes. that yes, kind of maybe missed out over the over the years. Because um, I think this year, I never, you know, I, I don't put as much weight to the to the other ones yeah, as no. I do the Oscars. <laughs> the Oscars, if someone misses out, I get really mad. <laughs> Um, and the the two I'm really hoping for this year that have missed out so far are mm. Delroy Lindo in The Five Bloods and Paul Racy. So I really hope that they get Oscar nominations. Delroy Lindo, yeah. everyone kind of expected that he would get nominations across the board. So it's been weird so far that he missed out at the Globes and the Sags. Um, <laughs> one that I, oh my God, I bring it up every year. Uh, so in 2013, there was a movie called Rush about Formula One and about this rivalry between uh, these two oh, Formula One. In the back of my mind, I can um, only like louder in James like, Hunt. Fragments, but yeah, go ahead. yes, and I really loved it when it when it came out. Um, and there's this, uh, I think I think he's German, mm-hmm. a German, or it's, he might be Austrian. I think yeah. he's Austrian. Anyway, a European actor who I love uh, called Daniel mm-hmm. Brühl. Um, played Nicky Lauder and he got a nomination at the Globes he got a nomination at the SACT got a nomination at the Critics Choice Awards he got a nomination what? at the BAFTAs and then he missed out at the Oscars and I am still <laughs> mad about it what oh. is it like eight years later why do you think they snubbed him and every year I bring it up <laughs> I don't know it's a mystery sometimes it's just oh, he was probably yes. like in sixth place you know so it sometimes it happens. It happened with uh, Timothy Chalamet with a beautiful boy a couple of years ago as well, 
which oh, I was yes, very annoyed about because I thought that it was a beautiful people, performance. Beautiful. Um, it is beautiful. But yeah, I heard that yeah. split people. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, he he gives a really, really good performance in it. Uh, yeah, and you know, there's there's others, there's bits and pieces. I think Lupita Nyong'o really missed out uh, for us last yeah. year because, like, she gave a performance that oh I will probably never see in my lifetime ever again. That's but the yeah. thing is, it's a it was a horror, and it was released a year before. And you know, the, the, yeah. the Academy yes, have like a, I've got to say because it's a horror. Is that like, <laughs> wait, so traditionally, do you know? Do horrors traditionally like not get nominated in terms of like actor talent? Yeah, which is weird because I think some of the best performances I've seen are in horror. Also, I think oh, Florence Pugh should have definitely. been nominated for Midsummer last year. I think she was captivating in Midsummer. Yeah. A lot of people bring up uh, Tony wow. Collette in uh, Hereditary as well. She's brilliant in that. Yes. It's just sometimes the Oscars just avoid genres. It's it's very weird. Like like when Black Panther got as many nominations as it was, it was like wow, like you're finally oh, acknowledging yeah, something that is like a, so do they a drama or a drama. Their genre categories is it just drama and then comedy? Uh, well, okay. the, the, only the Golden Globes have the genre categories. Uh, and they only do it for best actor, best actress. Do you think that should change, or do you think it should stay the same? Best film. Yeah, I kind of like it like that with the Globes. It's like the Globes thing, and it means that more people get nominations. Although sometimes, like when it comes to music, comedy, and musical, more people get nominations. Although sometimes, like when it comes to music, comedy, and musical, like they have to they have to stretch it a bit because not a lot of like comedies and musicals typically get released in a year as much as dramas, and that's how we. Get James Corden in the Oh, this is brilliant. But um, I've loved talking about awards season. Do you think there's is there apart from the I've got his name. Sorry, Daniel. Is it Daniel? Daniel Brawl. Apart from him, is there any other like Daniel Brawl that like makes your blood boil to this day that was like missed out in awards season? Um, not as much as that one. I mean, there's always some every year that I think should get nominated, but then like the movie doesn't get pushed, so obviously it doesn't get nominated but I mean mm-hmm. I think Lupita did get a SAG nomination um and I was hoping for the Oscar but it just didn't happen um there was also a couple of years ago Idris Elba um he did a movie with Netflix it was when Netflix were kind of just starting to make their own movies called okay. Beast of Beast of No Nation uh and he was getting a lot of a lot of traction across the circuit but the Oscars didn't nominate him because yeah. they hadn't kind of warmed up to Netflix a, a moving production studio just yet and and which oh. is mad because this year there's not mad that Netflix is, counts like a oh, I think it's crazy I love but it's just crazy like didn't Netflix sort yeah. of used to be like almost like a library when you'd go to like Netflix to is it I think yeah it used to be like a like yeah. like yeah they just like send the movies oh to my you gosh, like well, well done put them in the mail and send really improved um but I remember when Roma was um yeah nominated and that was a massive thing and I remember feeling mm. so like I felt proud as if like I had nothing to do, but yeah. I felt so like yay mm. yay for Roma yeah I think definitely we're gonna see some, some yeah. on Netflix I mean do you know have have any award shows already happened um that we can catch up on um not any of the big ones I don't think of the goth awards i don't think the gotham awards have happened but uh the globes oh, are very I, soon they're on the first 
um <laughs> so i can't see what what, what what nonsense they come up do, do with think, and i say um, that with love in person or, <laughs> or not they're doing it i think they're doing it coast to coast so they're going to have like they've got amy poehler and, and tina fey and one of them's going to be um, in new york one of them's going to be in la and i i think people are just Aww, like uh, zooming in like they did at the emmys um I, i'm not entirely sure i think the oscars might be they said the oscars are going to be they're going to be in lots of different locations and they okay. might be in person and then some people at home yeah. i'm not well, really hopefully sure we it's can, like a hybrid move forward to a time where you know everyone could be back in the same sort of building and that's you know in the same sort of space but yeah olive thank you so mm. much for being on the show and definitely thank you for having <laughs> me i love talking about <laughs> the award season and I, anyone I, who will I listen really to me go on and on about it for hours <laughs> okay brilliant so we have our outro song which you have chosen which is do you want to reveal yeah. yes <laughs> it <Come> is <laughs> Oh my god, I've forgotten what it's called. <laughs> and and why did you choose it? Come alive, War of the Roses by uh, Janelle Monet, which she performed at the Perfect. Oscars. Okay, so we're play that. Last year. Thank you so much, Olive, once again. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode.